everyone and welcome back to head to table the podcast where each week two friends design a brand new tabletop rpg and then play test it for you i am tom snowden and i'm tom rawson how are you doing tom tom i've had the worst cold ever last week oh. it was so bad yeah on tuesday i felt my symptoms coming up on wednesday i died on friday i rose again um and now here i am with a nose full of Vicks, uh, a throat that's probably carrying still the slight sounds of defeat, but um, my heart is pure and radiating with tabletop RPG joy. Thank goodness the uh, the <laughs> Lord sent you to uh, to absolve us of our of our virological <laughs> sins. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, will you will you be my uh, my Valentine's this week? Oh, go on then. Come on then. Let, let, I, I thought it would be coming. Valentine's Day is uh, just gone, and it seems only right that we do a uh, a game of romance, I think. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Well, before I, I reveal the exact nature of my, my idea, my concept this week, I thought perhaps we could do another one of our wondrous returning segment, Tom and Tom's Game Nomicon, wherein one of us explains to the world at large what some kind of jargon, some terminology about uh, tabletop RPGs is uh, in layman's terms. So this week, Tom, I was wondering if you could explain Gary Gygax to our listeners. Oh, I'll certainly do my best. Although part of me wonders, it's good to do the game Nomicons, but I'm almost so, so curious the listeners who are coming in like tabletop rpg what the heck is that i don't know either way i'm gonna to listen to this hour long <laughs> podcast in episode 25 of two people designing a tabletop it's a, rpg it's a real softball introduction to, uh, to tabletop rpg it is nonetheless gary gygax uh is the uh sadly deceased creator of uh well most well-known creator of dungeons and dragons I mean, didn't he also make the first edition with some other people like you, he did he you did. actually know it way better than me um uh, Hang on, something Jackson, I think, was the other guy? No, I Percy Jackson, up. the lightning thief, yes, I remember, <laughs> also um, wrote Dungeons & Dragons. But yeah, Gary Gygax is certainly uh, is the, the celebrity figure that people associate with uh, the creation and a lot of the, the very heart and origins of tabletop RPGs in general. Um, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the actual fact. I was thinking of Steve Jackson, who did like those those books, the games, is the, oh, the yeah, British creator. but. Well. But actually, the guy I was thinking of was uh, Dave Arneson, who who was the co-creator of of D anD. feel bad for Dave Arneson primarily because his name just is not as memorable as Gary. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't roll off the tongue quite as nicely. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they contributed perfectly equally to the creation of the game, but I mean, Gary Gygax is a solid name. Well, Tom, what game are we going to make today? Well, Tom, as is in keeping with my, my recent traditions, uh, I have yet again uh, preempted any efforts you could do to come up with a, a better name by, by coming up with a name myself for the oh, game yes. I would like to create. And, and as you said, uh, and as I alluded to, uh, this is, has a, something of a Valentine's theme, and I thought perhaps we could return to one of our most popular episodes, uh, D8 Night or Date Night. Um, mm. the, the game in which you you begin seeing someone uh, in this this fancy realm. It's kind of seems a bit of an add on for D anD. d You begin dating them, uh, and steadily you up the ranks of uh, of relationship. <laughs> you know, you up the relationship tiers until you're you know. Uh, I don't even know what top tier relationship is anymore. Did we say life partner? There's probably above that though. Like you just become some transcendent amorphous blob. You become so symbiotically linked that you become a, a single being. Yeah, just one singular entity, exactly. I think I think that's how uh, how oozes are born in D and D. I might be wrong. <laughs> just just two lovers that are locked in an embrace for so long. Just... If you do too well at D eight night, you're uh, yeah, that's it. You become an acidic mole. But what I thought was we could we could make a game about reaching one of those tiers in the game. And what I thought we could call it is Save the D8. Oh, Tom, fabulous. I like it. A, uh, a nuptials-based 
game. Exactly, exactly. We are planning for some kind of, yeah, some kind of ritual, life-affirming, marriage-like event that uh, that our characters will will go through uh, in order to to uh, secure and solidify their relationships and commit to one another in in some kind of sense. Uh, sounds good to me. Uh, I think just to quickly catch people up, if you don't remember or aren't familiar with D8 Night, the basic premise of that game was um, it was a, a bolt onto an existing system. We used D&D in that case, where essentially you went on uh, a date with an NPC and you structured this date out. And over the course of the date, you built two pools of D8s, uh, a positive D8 pool and a negative D8 pool. Good ones are added to the pool. And when something goes well on the date, bad ones when something goes badly. And at the very end, you roll both pools, subtract the negatives from the, the positives, obviously. And the total score was like your... your um profit i suppose socially that day how well the, your relationship with this individual uh, pursued so i think it'd be nice to yeah remember those themes as we create this game as well if this is a sort of a spiritual sequel absolutely absolutely it is um and so yeah i think i think what i'd like to do is kind of divide this game up into into two main sections two phases so i think i think with all weddings there's got to be a planning phase um in in which you 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 know, it just gets more and more difficult and more and more uh, bureaucratically nightmarish to try and prepare for a wedding uh, and and steadily bankrupt yourself. Uh, and then a second phase uh, of actually the wedding day itself, uh, in which you attempt to keep your your wedding guests from from murdering one another, uh, keep exes apart, keep uh, you know uh, your step family and your your. Uh, you know, your stepmother and your mother away from one another or any number of other complex uh, social arrangements that uh, that layer everyone's weddings. There's definitely, um, I can think of a lot of, you know, I'm sure the cynics, the haters are listening right now thinking, how are these two chumps going to make an exciting game about the loving union of two people? But I think there's a lot of great points for drama to happen around the wedding, you know. Uh, speeches, does something go wrong? Uh, that critical mm. moment when someone says... You know, oh, does anyone object to this? And someone could come bursting through saying, I object. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sounds uh, good to me. And I also think, keeping in theme with the previous game, I like the idea that throughout the course of the game, we're also building perhaps a positive and a negative pool. And perhaps the objective is just to make sure you end up with a positive outcome so that the wedding is actually, I guess, comes to an end. Like you, you successfully wed your partner i like this okay well how about then sort of playing on that thinking about a little bit how about we have a thing where the prep builds you up a, I mean, this might be quite a cynical interpretation of weddings but bear <laughs> with me the prep builds you up a positive pool of d8s that then you can spend to counter uh, like negative events on the day <laughs> Yeah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> nice try, Grandma. <laughs> you may but, be morning drunk already, but I have prepared by building yeah. a separate small room for you. In you go. But these chair wrappings are too nice to, <laughs> to, to be phased by your drunkenness. I think that's a good idea, because part of me, I like the idea that it does feel a bit crude if you ended up with just six positive d8s and six negative d8s it would be a bit awkward like oh god let's see what happens the only issue i then see is if you're down to your last d8 you're obviously never going to get involved with anything that happens yeah maybe it should be maybe there should be some hard number on the amount of things you have to encounter across the day maybe we should come up with a list of of sections of the day that will always have some kind of um some kind of encounter so for example like like we did like mm. we did for d8 night where you have like first impressions etc etc um we should just have like a, maybe a, a series of crunch points in the wedding day that that are like that are moments where you're going to have to encounter some issue yeah so that could be like that could be like you mentioned at the start that could be like um uh uh objections at the altar for like for, for an example of one of them uh a next one could be drunken relative at the reception um you know like just classic kind of yeah, versions of yeah, these certainly. of these things and you have to get through you know like say four or five of them to get to the other side uh, and they're mirrored by like four or five prep events do you think yeah maybe you say which 
what the moment is where something goes yeah. wrong. Or perhaps instead, yeah, you both, perhaps you do both agree on the vague moment. I think it's okay actually for us to lock down these sort of vague, critical moments. But perhaps the preparation is you lock in like certain skills that you're ready to use. Perhaps so you could say like, yeah. I'm going to have guards at the door, <laughs> which almost gives that, maybe that just gives you that like advantage on certain checks. And if, if, if the thing that disrupts the I do moment is uh, an evil lich bursting through the doors to cackle and cast hexes, then your guards can just be like, nah, sorry, mate. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's actually a private event today. You can't come into the temple. Very sorry about that. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. But I mean, I guess I guess what we could do is is still have it. The prep, the prep doesn't narratively need to be linked to the... For, for example, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the prep doesn't need to be narratively linked to the um, to the actual ways in which you avoid troubles in on the wedding day itself. It could just be that it's like a general version of your mood and your stamina for the wedding day itself, like how yeah, much you can yeah. put up with. So, so for example, it could be like it could be like yes. Um, the the dread pirate Robbins has come and swooped through the 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 church and and stolen my beloved. But we did get that no, those nice flower arrangements did for you later say the in dread the day. Pirate Robbins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have said Roberts, but um, <laughs> I prefer the idea of like this mysterious masked pirate that one day like a slash breaks through his mask during a sword fight. And just like a dozen Robin Redbreast birds just all flap out. <laughs> <laughs> the captain was birds on I just kind of didn't want to... I could tell I was going to Dread Pirate Roberts and I tried to avert at the last possible second <laughs> and it really was the last possible second. I managed uh. to change essentially one vowel. <laughs> <laughs> the Dread Pirate Roberts! <laughs> <laughs> you did your best. I'm sure it would have been fine if I hadn't called you out on the spot. Okay, Tom, look, I think I've got an idea. Let me, let me hit you with it here. Okay, cool. So let's say there are five critical moments. For now, let me just give one, for example, um, the, the vowels at the altar. Something going wrong during the moment of some vowels. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, like it. Now, what I think we do is, that, yeah, at the start of the game, you say to the player, you say, how are you preparing for the vowels section? And what you do is you describe as a player how you are preparing, and however you prepare involves a skill check in some way against your character, right? So if I'm, again, going to resume the character of Gesh, this uh, cleric, war cleric with a lot of combat skills, perhaps I'm preparing by having, like, um, you know, a, a mace hidden under my tuxedo or something. Uh, essentially... Or are you just pleased to see me? Jolly <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, and I think you roll this check, and depending on how well you do is how many of those... Uh, preparation d8s you get perhaps if you get over 20 then you get uh two d8s into the pool if you get over 10 you get one d8 into the pool and if you get under 10 no d8s at all yeah, okay so not only the, does it help build this pool it also starts to build the narrative and will help lead how the story goes right if we've established that the preparation i've done is uh to bring this mace along in some way perhaps that will you know help me out or not depending on what the issue is but it also means okay. I'm, I'm preparing preparations that are based around my character and my skills still in some way. Do you, do you, God, I mean, I, I like that. My, my, only, my only concern is that I would quite like the player to have the opportunity to, in the prep, to describe more of the, more of the like, things that people want to prepare in weddings. Because I think the players would enjoy that, right? Like describing, you know, where the vows are going to take place and like how the, rather than, rather than focusing on the specifics of, you know their defensive measures for all of the problems they're going to face, and then and then just describing like like so the way I'm sort of seeing this is you have a prep phase where let's say I want to I want to book out the the grand cathedral at the heart of Waterdeep or whatever you know the grand temple to Timora yeah um, and it's super fancy but I know that the uh, the uh, the 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 high priest of the temple is particularly ornery about uh about non-worshippers like you know uh getting married there uh, uh and so I'm gonna, i need to use my <laughs> powers and skills in the preparation to to get that to work so you get some prep there and then like that gives you a positive d8 and then you just then there's like an encounter later on at the temple and you just explain how uh 
like narratively what skills you're going to to use then uh and the positive d8s are like i think that's kind, kind of, of i think that buffer yeah i think that still works with my idea in some ways right oh, okay. like you, you do right, this skill enough. check to to prepare a certain part that doesn't limit you it doesn't mean if i've prepared the mace it doesn't mean that's the only way i can prevent okay. it it's just a, i think it's just a way of sort of simulating alongside everything else how your character sort of approach this issue right so yeah so i think i think we've got two sides to critical to critical points right so we have critical points in the prep side and critical points in the wedding side so i think in the prep side one of the critical points is venue and then like the equivalent of that in the in the wedding side not that it necessarily matters whether they're, they're equivalent um would be the vows another thing with prep might be for example food so should we for the sake of our because i mean i think i agree that like in in a broader game it would be good to have like just the player describing like a group of like a cluster of of prep and uh prep points and wedding points of the day but maybe we could just outline three now for ourselves or say for three of each uh i think that would work for the playtest right so if we have something like yeah sure yeah venue food and i don't know venue food uh guest list guest list yeah i think that makes sense like some preparation on in terms of who you're you're inviting and again like these are kind of just like buzzwords i think to sort of get you thinking um uh decoration Okay, well, should we leave it at that for, for us for now? Like, just for, for the, the, the game we'll play? Uh, yeah, wanna, sure thing. Yeah, yeah. I think while we deeper. play, we'll realise if there's anything else that we, that we want there. Yep. And okay. do you like, are you, should we say that to build up that pool, I mentioned that first idea. So we're doing these checks with your skills. Um, how well you roll is how many positive dice you get for that preparation. So perhaps, yeah, over 20 is two dice, over 10 is one dice. Yep, I think that makes sense. I don't uh, think there should be any maybe, negative dice, right? Like, how can you have a negative not dice? In, well, that, maybe, 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 on the, like, maybe if you're less than five, you get a negative dice. Yeah, let's like, that say might that. Be like, yeah. That might be like you tried to book the Temple of Timora, but somehow in the bureaucratic mess, you've actually booked the, uh, the like, boiler room underneath <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Like, in the... In the basement of the, the temple. It's like, oops. <laughs> That's very good. Maybe maybe make these just a little bit higher because people do have high pluses in these That's games. That's true. How about, so, so yeah, zero to five is minus one. Yeah. Five to 10 is zero. 10 to 15 is one. Or 10 to 20 is one. No, maybe it's 10 to 20. Uh, yeah, 10 to 20 is one. Yeah. 21 to 25 is two. And then yep. 25 plus is three. That makes sense. Uh, and now we just need to work out what these... If we've got four here, we should think of four like critical points where yeah. things so I think, go wrong. I think, I think the vowels one is an excellent one. I think that oh, makes, definitely, yeah. That makes sense. Arguably even um, the last one. Yeah. I guess it depends on... Because most weddings are like... You know, most real world weddings are like, you know, vows at the start of the day and then just a massive boot exactly up. yeah <laughs> i think the first one should be getting to the venue right that sort of wake up there's something uh, okay yeah 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 that's perfect yeah yeah this is when your arch enemy uh exactly the, dr- the dread pirate all of those robins <laughs> <laughs> dread- decides to attack <laughs> dread pirate 10 birds in a cupboard <laughs> <laughs> wait a second you wake up and you exit your room in the tavern and you realize you're actually on a ship out at sea <laughs> robin <laughs> <laughs> birds flying overhead okay getting to the venue is good uh guests arriving uh or, like, or maybe like guests mingling or something like that like i'd say i'd say after vows i'd say that should be number three I okay because there usually isn't too much time before in a normal wedding but then you know this is a fantasy world in which this doesn't need to be any form anything like traditional like weddings but oh of course yeah yeah <laughs> for the sake of argument let's go get to venue vows uh guest interaction yeah i think so or like or maybe just the party in general right okay okay yeah slash party the party yeah. and then the last one should just be going home right like yeah. le- leaving ending the wedding yeah well, you know the, the the happily married couple heading off back on their off on their honeymoon and what goes wrong at that moment what what how does something cause issues then yeah, yeah, I think that's. I think that makes sense. Unless we want to put something in speeches, but I think maybe it makes more sense to be the uh, uh, to be the end of the. Yeah, because I think speech is a fun one you could put into party. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, 
So end of wedding. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so just remind me once more, Tom, we're almost there. Can you just remind me, so what happens then when uh, something goes wrong at first, uh, you as a GM present to me something goes wrong, I want to do something, how does that interaction work again? And so I think in, I think in the prep side, you decide the, the stats that you're going to go with, I think. You tell me like what stats you want to use during the prep side of things. I think during the wedding side of things, I think... Yes. I think it's just an encounter based upon what I dream up. You know, what, yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, what's dreamed up. Um, yeah. So I think I think the checks are a bit lower, but I think that the the negatives you get immediately play out. So, for example, yeah, like you say, in getting to the venue, maybe the uh, uh, maybe the horse dies. The horse just <laughs> you got a really old horse. It has a heart attack. It's dead. <laughs> that's a dead horse tom (laughs) yeah that would be pretty bad i'll concede so you know maybe uh maybe i could say you know animal handling can you (laughs) resuscitate a dead horse on my wedding day still operate a dead horse (laughs) well you know what they say tom uh you can lead a dead horse to water but you can't lead him to a wedding exactly exactly (laughs) that the famous saying about dead horses okay um uh so yeah so maybe so yeah then then you roll the animal handling check and maybe we have sort of a reduced numbers here so so i'd say that maybe we just have something like uh anything above a 20 is a positive d8 gets added to your pool uh so for the next the next problem you want another positive d8 um Maybe fifteen to twenty is is nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Ten to ten to five is, is a negative. Yeah, a negative one. Uh, and then I think we just go down in fives beyond that. So five to ten is minus two, and then Perfect. zero to five is minus three. So the trick here is you have to roll those d eights immediately. The negative d eights. Yep. Get. If you get any negatives, you have to roll them immediately. And then you have to overcome those with, with your, your current pool exactly. of positive D8s. And if at any point you run out of D8s, the, the wedding is somehow... It's cancelled, yeah. It's, it yeah, grinds it's to a halt. horribly cancelled. It grinds to a halt. Uh, you get jilted at the altar. Any number of other things happens. It is, it is a disaster. So yeah, that, that's, I think that's my proposal. So basically the aim of the game is to get to the end of the wedding uh, with at least one positive D8. I love it. Sounds good, Tom. Uh... I don't think I've got any other outstanding questions. Should we head to table? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's head to table. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, Tom, are you ready to play our brand new D&D wedding bolt-on? <laughs> save the d8 oh boy am i perfect perfect well as you as you alluded to earlier i think we should probably return to our fan favorites our (laughs) our two our two star-crossed lovers indeed our two romantic boys uh gesh and carlos well i mean I'll, i'll just remind for those that can't remember so Gesh, uh, my character that I'll be playing was a dragonborn war cleric, a, a violent, uh, aggressive figure devoted to his war god. But nonetheless, his soft, wise heart was touched <laughs> by this priest of Saloon. Indeed, indeed. Carlos, this uh, half-elf uh, fortune teller, priest of, uh, of, of Saloon. Saloon. It was odd. It was uh, the... the the dice should not have rolled quite so well for you uh, by by any by any rational measure, but somehow you know love love found a way. Hey, uh, isn't that just the way it is, though, Tom? You know it is. It is beautiful, man. I think it's we beautiful. actually made a really good model to simulate uh, real world relationships. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, this is this is completely accurate to all human romance. Um, really, it can be boiled down to just collecting together a bunch of d8s and throwing them. Um, okay, then, Tom. What set me the scene? Where are we starting the events? Okay, so I mean, it's it's been uh, a year or so. You've you've both um, grown together in this time. Um, you've both been away and had your own various adventures, um, but but always sort of as you've come back to Waterdeep, had these uh, had these these wonderful dates together, and uh, 
grown fonder with one another and I think maybe uh, you know uh, maybe a couple of months ago like uh, um, uh, Carlos moved in with you and the uh, uh, I mean I'm not sure exactly what your place looks like but I can't <laughs> imagine I can't imagine it doesn't have chains and spikes yeah I mean Carlos definitely helped me you know just get some new pieces of furniture in and you know just he made me like probably halve my skull collection it was like look Indeed. how many of these skulls really bring you joy it's exactly gonna be that. 20 skulls he- max here i guess it was a proper Mary Kondo kind of, yeah, you had, he had me to hold each one of the skulls, <laughs> thank it for its service, uh, and then, then, yeah, send it to skull recycling. Um, anyway, um, it, yeah, he, he's sort of, he's, he's, he's been a, a positive influence in your life, um, and I think, uh, finally, he, uh, he's, he's taken you out to, uh, to uh, a lovely dinner, uh, something that he knows you'll like. Something to remind you of the the home country, raw venison. With, yeah, raw meat with an entrails. Uh, <laughs> a lot of kind of you know, a lot of kind of lightly poisoned dishes. Oh, fantastic! Uh, My favourite. He looks a little bit queasy uh, as he <laughs> as he gets down on one knee, uh, and I think he holds up his he holds up this uh, this simple ring box that he, he cracks open, and you can see like a a beautiful. Uh, uh, platinum band inside and he's uh, he's like Gash these have been some of the most wonderful months of my life I we both have such dangerous jobs as adventurers I, I, the the risk is 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 extreme I I I don't want to spend another moment without dedicating my life to you P- please will you marry me I guess I, oh Carlos, I, uh, this is actually a very uh, surprising as, uh, and suddenly, like, and then I pull out of my jacket. I've also got a ring box. Uh, and yeah, I think you, I think you crack it open, and and weirdly, you've both bought exactly the same ring for <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Um, just in in vastly different sizes one for his his lithe half elf fingers and and one to resist the the scaly hide <laughs> of uh, of carlos and the the great wear and tear that will incur uh, <laughs> i'm like i love it and of course i will and i think from there we we move into uh the various uh you know that we have the we have the proposal and and you you go home and it's all on on cloud nine for a while and then it it starts that you have to start getting ready with the prep um and so you can take these preps in whatever order you would like uh thom but you have to get through uh, across the next how many months you give yourself to prepare uh, a venue uh, some food for your guests a guest list uh, and and some decorations for your uh, for your wedding so where would you like to start? Okay. Um, uh, see, the venue's tough because Gesh obviously would love to have it kind of in a coliseum, perhaps <laughs> amidst combat. Um, but he knows that Carlos is a big fan of his silly god saloon. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder if we can't somehow mar the two. Yeah, I'd like to find like a, an old sort of rundown coliseum from like the ancient days of the city, um, but you see a lot of combat. The sand is stained red from many years of violence, and uh, also maybe we can just get in, you know, like a few few shrines to saloon as well. Um, just you know something, and for Erethulnor that both of our gods are present for this event. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so you're going to somehow specifically, I want to intimidate the Colosseum owners to let me do this, and I'm going to pay him obviously. But like right. this event is okay. happening. Okay, okay. So I think yeah, let's 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 play it that you're going with uh, with intimidation then as your <laughs> as your stat here that you're going to attempt to do. It's a it's a it's a young uh, dwarven woman who seems to be running the business. You get uh, sort of waved into to her office. Uh, I think when you're sort of like trying to talk about a talk about venue hire. Okay, uh, I, I, like I'm not good with the whole like bargaining thing, so I'm just going to roll this intimidation where I'm like, "You will let me have it at this price, or I will tear this bill thing to the ground." Hey, will you? Well, <laughs> I think you'll find that 
I've got all kinds of warriors out there in my fancy plate mail. <laughs> They're trained in jousting. They do it every goddamn day. And I will not be intimidated by some trumped-up dragonborn cleric. Well, I rolled a 19 plus 4 for 23. Oh, well, <laughs> so I think I, I slammed my fist I on lied. the desk <laughs> and the wood just splinters <laughs> and cracks underneath. <laughs> and I breathe fire all over the office and the office goes up in flames. On second thoughts, I... Um, yeah, we can shut down for a day. So you just need to do the redecoration. Um, <laughs> bring in your statues, that's fine. Uh, I, I think my staff can help with the arranging. Um, Thank you, I'm glad you have seen that this will be a beneficial arrangement. Absolutely. Social social event of the season, And I see. gain my two positive D8s. <laughs> You do indeed. This uh, this dwarf uh, uh, sh- shrinks back uh, into her office, uh, and and you have att- obtained a venue, a beautiful a beautiful place to uh, to host the uh, to host the evening. Okay. Um, um, for guest list, I'd like to maybe set, see if I can get in contact and like do some inquiring uh, around some taverns to try and track down some other people that Gesh grew up as a child soldier in a villainous war band. I'd like to try and, you know, just uh, get in contact with some of my old work buddies, basically. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I think, like, I'm making a few inquiries, and they're like, they're dead, they're dead, prison, yeah. dead, assumed dead. <laughs> so I, I think normally this would be investigation, but obviously this is your choice how you're going to run this. Yeah, I mean, obviously I want this to work for my skills. <laughs> I want to try and, like argue this is insight in some way perhaps i can oh okay the insight into the post-traumatic stress disorder of a child soldier yeah, like if, if i was a broken shell of a, a abused figure where would i be <laughs> and i get <laughs> a critical one plus six oh, but it's still God. plus six it's still plus six that brings well, up to seven so it's zero Positive Zero die. to help with. Oh no, uh, this is heartbreaking. This means that Gesh can't find like any friends or family, think, essentially. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's I think the only shot we get of his uh his attempts to trail around the city. You you kind of like think for a moment, I think I think you're like I think you're like a you figure out that maybe they'll be running with some some particular gang and like you kind of follow up a little bit, but you steadily just go down this list and we see you crossing off names oh, and we we finally end the final shot is of you in a in a in a in a graveyard oh, with the rain God. pouring down <laughs> crossing off the final name holding a solitary like, like lily <laughs> like yeah lay on a grave <sighs> I think, I, I'm, I I'm sorry, Gesh. I'd at least have my adventure. Like, I know that in D8 night, like, my bard in the party, like, sets up on the deck. Yeah. So at least they'll be there. But yeah, I that's think, I think very the bard, I think, still. I think the scene, like, does end with the bard, oh, like, uh, I feel like putting his hand on your shoulder and being like, it's, it's all right, Gesh. We're, we're, we're here for you. I feel emotionally affected, Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, you did create a child soldier uh, chap looking for his his child soldier friends. Well, for my for food, I'm going to follow up some rumours I've heard around some uh, hunters guilds for this legendary uh, buck that's been sort of seen in, in the woods outside of the city. Mm. Um, and essentially I'd like to roll an athletics check to see if I can successfully like chase down, chase after this buck <laughs> and kill it and bring it back to be served as the main uh, meal at the event. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You, you ask a, a nearby hunting lodge, you find some information. Uh, yeah, in the in like a, some of the large forests to the uh, to the east, there are, there is this this notorious large white stag that uh, supposedly roams the lands. Uh, and yeah, I think you you set off into the forests. Uh, I roll a seven plus seven. Is right for fourteen? So that's one positive D eight. So I, think I at least get it, but maybe. It's not quite as big as I'd hoped. It certainly is beautiful, but it's like better as a hunting trophy, perhaps. Yeah, I think I think maybe yeah, you catch it and it's uh it's it's incredibly like it's like properly like elven, like you know, it's like it's like fey in its, yeah. in its nature. Um, and I think I think you catch it and you get it, uh, and it is it is like a substantial, uh, substantial like uh, buck. But you hear a whisper 
uh, on the winds <laughs> um, uh, that you recognise as the, uh, the one of the the Fey Lords Oberon, um, <laughs> who you, you previously encountered in a uh, in a in a former quest with your adventuring party. <laughs> that is just like again, Gesh. Once more, you come and steal from my brethren. Oh. I curse you, Gesh. Oh shit! I Oh, Oberon, from I'm the sorry, heart man. Of the it's one buck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's my wedding day. Oh dear. Well, lastly, for decoration, I think I'm going to. It's a sort of decoration. I'm going to try and track down some really nice uh, tapestries, some like beautiful tapestries uh, depicting like sort of the history of our um, various sort of lands and people are backgrounds essentially to commemorate you know some some nice fancy tapestries rich with culture of our upbringings essentially okay um, both which of, yeah, is, no, a his, uh, is a history check ah nice okay yeah i like it i like it yeah these sort of cultural appropriate artifacts to impress exactly. both families yeah yeah precisely not that. that you have any family <laughs> oh god <laughs> sick burn <laughs> was it a sick burn or was it just really, really upsetting <laughs> you're right it's not really a sick burn to tell an orphan they're an orphan <laughs> <laughs> well i got a 10 plus 3 which gets me one positive d8 Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think you just you just find yourself at a a really obvious like kind of shop that that doesn't have anything particularly uh, particularly interesting. Like I think I think it's mostly human centric, and their section on half elf and dragonborn is like <laughs> yeah, is like, you know, very slim. Uh, yeah, two commemorative events, mostly focused on the perspective from human history. Yeah. And in fact, one of the tapestries you've got is the uh, is the terrible defeat of the dragonborn <laughs> at the hands of the human, <laughs> the hands of the human army. You take it because it's like one of the only three tapestries associated with dragonborn that you can find. And there. I found perhaps I can find like some commemorative mugs for like a famous half elf royal wedding. <laughs> yeah, and like like all of the depictions are like a little bit racist, but uh but I guess like Yeah. You it's know, you're gonna have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that ends my preparation. I have four D eights. Let's Oof. hope it's enough. That was not great prep. No, not at all. Uh, but <laughs> fingers crossed. Okay, well, Carlos is still very happy with your efforts, uh, and he's very he's very charmed that you you went to the effort to try and find these half elf things, and uh, and yeah, he sort of he sort of happily takes one of the uh, the half elf commemorative mugs himself, <laughs> uh, which he now keeps uh, uh, taking into work for his for his temple duties as a fortune teller. But yeah, sure enough, uh, soon the time rolls around and we get to the the wedding day itself. Uh, I think that the morning comes and, and Carlos like kisses you farewell. And he's like, uh, I, I'm going to go get ready at my mother's. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll see you there. Oh, can't wait. Uh, yeah, me and Bard. Uh, I've never actually learned his name. <laughs> We're going to be having a few drinks and then stay at the tavern and see you in the morning. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, see you then. Oh, gosh, I'm nervous. And he, he heads off uh, into the uh, uh, into the night. And yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the morning comes around uh, and Bard is Bard is with you. Um, what, what are you what are you dressed in? He's uh, I think he's putting the finishing touches to your outfit. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's I think it's a, a tuxedo that is again designed for humans that he's had like refitted, but it's still very tight across like my chest. And I'm used to having most of my like my scales sort of like bask in the sun, so I'm quite sort of uncomfortable in it. But it's very nice, very sort of formal affair with a big top hat as well atop my already like towering frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think Bard is like is like stop moving your oh, the shirt is tearing again. Just just stay. <laughs> Still, try and be stiff as a board, Gash, at least until the dancing, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, like, the, the trousers are, like, tight against my legs. <laughs> yeah, and you can occasionally see, like, the pointed bits of some of your scales, like, tearing through. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, this, this'll have to do, this'll have to do. Well, let's get to the Colosseum. <laughs> uh, which battle axe should I take with me? And I'm looking, I've brought, like, three with me. I'm, like, wondering which one to take. Uh, wh- well, what do you think, Bard? I would normally say for such a fancy event, the one in the the gold trim. But uh, I think in your case, the uh, the copper has always suited your complexion more. You're right. I'll take all three, and I just 
strap-free <laughs> back laxes to my back across my he sort of, He sort of like, he sort of rubs his forehead in kind of once again, like mild consternation. But, uh, but it's like, it's like, all right, look, I've, I've, I've arranged transportation for us. Something I think you'll enjoy, uh, battle chariots of the Anorak Plains. Oh my God, but this is amazing. How did you know? <laughs> they, they were hard to get hold of. Don't, don't get me wrong. Not many of them left in Waterdeep these days, but... You know, when I was a small boy, there was a larger dragonborn and he bullied me. He said, yes, you are so small. And the next day at battle, he was crushed underfoot by chariots. So chariots <laughs> have always been a, a, a welcome sight to my eyes. Okay, okay. I mean, the only thing is, I, I, I did get war chargers. They're a little bit dangerous for these city streets, so I'm hoping your riding is up to it. Oh, you, yeah, it's in my blood. Prof- proficiency in land vehicles, right? Uh, wait, I actually do. Really? Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> Tools, land vehicles and card games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, make a make for me, if you will, a strength proficiency in uh, strength with proficiency, oh, seeing as you have yes. land tools. That's uh, a plus check. seven, my dude. At uh, ten plus seven is a seventeen. Nice. There is zero no, negatives. No, nothing bad happens. This is just a luxurious ride. You guys like swoop down the city streets. People leaping out of the way. Their their screams of terror. Uh, a delightful uh, reprieve to your wedding day. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, as you tear across the city, uh, wind uh, rippling in your in your across your tuxedo. Um, you arrive in style. Uh, the guests stop and marvel as they're they're, they're entering, filing into the uh, the Colosseum, uh, uh, and you, you can hear cheers from from above. People up on the top of the Colosseum looking down at you, and uh, yeah, you you arrive in style and on time. Oh, you are there magical. and ready to roll. You push into the into the uh, into the the Colosseum yourself. Uh, Bard is like a is like accompanying you. He's like, you've got this big guy. Uh, and he sort of slaps you on the shoulder and heads you down like a, I guess one of the the entrances of the Colosseum. I think they are referred to as uh, vomitoriums. <laughs> yeah, I like I like to think that like the set almost like a Roman Colosseum. Like all the guests are in the pews and like there's just a, an altar in like the middle that everyone's like looking down at. <laughs> and actually, I think Bard has hired some some riders to bring in the the chariots behind you, which will now like like fly around the sand nice. uh, around the outer rim of the the Colosseum. But as you enter in, this place is is much more beautiful. Uh, than it was previously um uh, and and as much as uh, as uh, Carlos had hoped um <clears throat> moonlight is raining down on this on this coliseum which is is lit with with uh, lanterns carved out of silver topped with with various skulls of different species uh, and the, the dwarven owner is sort of looking on and it's like a, I hope this is to your liking uh, Mr Gesh no more need for violence I hope Oh, it is perfect. Absolutely marvellous. I I will oh, not kill you this day. <laughs> ah, that's grand. That's grand. In fact, and I, I reach into my pocket and I pull out a single copper piece. I'm like, please, it is for you. Generous, most generous. Buy yourself thank you so a much. candle on me. Hey, <laughs> um, thank you, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gish. And they part the way, and sure enough, as you you head out into the the, the main area, you can see that your side of the the pews are filled with just your uh, you know the <laughs> just party. your your adventuring party, and maybe a couple of guys that you beat up on the back street, um, and then packed on the other side are just hundreds of like half elves, humans, people in the the robes of Salune, uh, the rich and vibrant uh, social uh, social milieu of uh, of, of Carlos his life um and uh and yeah everyone sort of is is looking down to you and at this altar ahead you can see um you can see carlos turns uh to face you he himself is wearing this uh this beautiful uh brocade coat uh cinched around the waist uh and he looks he looks radiant looks simply stunning uh and uh he sort of he sort of turns to face you and uh and sort of sheds a a small tear itself as you you walk down the uh, across the the sands to, to meet him. 
So the vows proceed uh, as they, they normally would, and it comes to the point where the, the priest throws open the floor and asks her, does anyone know uh, why these two should not be joined together in the eyes of their gods? Uh, everyone is shocked as from behind you hear a sudden, I object! Uh, and throwing back uh, a cowl, a hood, uh, you see in the distance a scarred visage that's just hopped down off the side of the uh, of the of the uh, of the the pews onto the ground below, uh, and approaches towards you, Gesh, uh, and is like, "You killed my family as a child. You shall know no happiness, Gesh of Anarok." Like I say, I have killed many families and orphaned many children. I will require more help in uh, pinpointing your exact identity. <laughs> um, and sure enough, uh, three or four other people start jumping down. <laughs> like, <out of> the abuse. <laughs> like, I'm with him! I point at one, he's like, <laughs> like living on some crutches. I'm like, oh yeah, I ate your knees! <laughs> How are you doing? Oh god! Uh, and like some of them are like flinching, like shaking, and Carlos is like, "Ah, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have uh, advertised this in the the Waterdeep Tribune. I, I, I thought I'd make an announcement of our vows, but in hindsight, given your reputation, maybe it was a bad idea." Like I'm like, this is a wonderful ch- surprise. I love it. Uh- <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, they all come at you and start charging. Um, let's, I think, probably go for athletics. My athletics check is a four plus seven for an eleven. That's one negative. One negative. All right. Yes. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think, as uh, as one of them uh, leaps down, they immediately skewer the uh, one of the chariot riders, uh, <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> which grinds to a halt. <laughs> Not cool. Uh, man. Uh, and he geese up, geez up the uh, the the uh, the the chariot and smashes it into the altar. Um, oh. And yeah, you you have this huge fight and tussle. Um, uh, uh, roll the one d eight. So I think I think this in this case the negative one d eight is that the uh, the priest is badly injured yeah. during the ensuing combat. I think me and my party like just m- murder who we can of the people that have intruded, and the rest of them just kind of flee in the meantime. But yeah, the negative here is. It's only a two. So okay. now I must roll my first D8 to try and overrule it. And I roll a four. So I've successfully Perfect. managed to uh, deal with that ob- obstruction. And I'm left still with my three positive D8 still. Wonderful stuff. So I think I think the vowels go off for the rest of the time. There are no more objections. The priest is like forced back to his feet and he finishes the thing urgently as he's sort of bleeding <laughs> a little bit. Um, but he's, he's suitably terrified of you enough to continue uh, to, the, to the backing of the, the horrified wails of, uh, of the, one of the guys you've just disemboweled. Uh, the, the party continues here. The, the staff file out, uh, clearing away the altars and the wreckage of this uh, this this chariot and start bringing out feasting tables uh, and ushering the guests down to the beautiful white stag is a centerpiece of the of the meal yeah um and it's funny as people people eat it uh a lot of them seem to get horrible skin complaints uh, <laughs> due to the due to the curse of oh, uh, of of the fey lord um I think the worst of this is Carlos's grandmother, who who starts like a uh, screaming in pain uh, as her uh, uh, she breaks out in these horrible like uh, pustules that just keep like like boiling up on her flesh, and she's like yelling uh, and screaming on the floor. Yeah, she she's she's in, well wailing in pain, and like Carlos is like, oh gosh, uh, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, you've got to help me, Ma. Okay, I got. So let me guess, a medicine check, right? It is a medicine check. I, had a, I have a look and I'm like, ah, oh, Mima. Uh, yes, I, I have some soothing balms I can make, or um, I could just remove the flesh now as I pull out like a, the knife I was eating with. <laughs> don't, don't flay my grandmother, Kesh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, God. Don't, God. Don't flay my grandmother. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, husbands, am I right? <laughs> All right, I roll my, uh, my medicine check. I, 
a 17 plus 3 for a 20. No negatives. Jesus. Okay. Well, yeah, sure enough, it's uh, it's going well. You managed to you managed to soothe Grandma uh, and, and get her back to her feet. Turns out this was just a, a terrible case of blood boil plague. Nothing probably to do with uh to the to do with the curse, in fact. It's just a delayed onset. Uh so I think, yeah, the speeches go well, the night is wonderful, uh the dances come, Carlos is uh is is dancing with you. Uh, um and it's the night is getting on people are sort of you know the the older folks are sort of making their excuses and leaving but some of the young people are staying to dance with you and uh and, and sort of see you off and i'm like uh everybody thank you uh <laughs> so much for coming it has been an honor getting to uh, share this day with you uh and to have spilled blood on this marvelous occasion and for my all of all of your side are cheering at that and the and uh Carlos's side are just like <clears throat> Um, yes, well, well. And I'm like, and, uh, and you can see I'm like visibly sweating. Like I'm getting a bit nervous. I'm like, um, and, uh, to my, to my darling Carlos, hit, hit it boys. And like the band starts up and I'm like, uh, L is for the way you look at me. Everybody, oh, is for, and I'm trying to get like a little sing song going. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, uh, comes up and, uh, and sings a beautiful, uh, <laughs> Uh, duet with you and and people are, are sort of like linking arms and and uh, and singing with one another uh, and it's it's pretty late towards the end of the night um, uh, when when I think um, the wizard from your from your uh, your adventuring party mm-hmm. who is always notorious for being a little bit of a kleptomaniac um, <laughs> that's a wizard. <laughs> Um, is is How like, many it's times, like Josh, my name is Alberta Wizard. <laughs> you talk too much, my friend. <laughs> he's, he's caught out uh, for is caught out with with a mage hand uh, carrying a tiara off of off of uh, oh. um, Carlos's cousin. Uh, he's, he's sort of like using mage hand uh, when immediately steps over her. Her barbarian sister, who just puts her hand on top of the wizard, uh, and is like, "You no steal now." And the wizard sort of looks. He's like, "Ah, magic missiles." Oh no! <laughs> and a fight begins to break out, and like it's like it's like ruining everything. And Carlos is like, Carlos looks at you, and he's like, he's like, oh, oh no, no, no! You've got to get them to stop. Persuade them to stop." I and I head over like um. Muttering to myself like, "Oh, it had to be persuaded, didn't it? I can't just intimidate my way." Uh, the wizard has the wizard has polymorphed about like a good <laughs> half of the the audience somehow. It's <laughs> I I grab the wizard in one hand, I lift him up, and I grab my new barbarian cousin in the other. In the other hand, and I say, "Wizard cousin." He's he's got a deck of many things in his hand. He's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it." <laughs> You know I'll do it. I say, wizard, you are very funny. Cousin, you are very angry. I respect both of these traits equally. Come, this is a celebration of my favorite things. Wizard, return the tiara. And cousin, give wizard a hug. Huh? Wizard, wizard is clearly like kind of completely pissed. It's like, tiara, that's what this is about. Uh, oh. My persuasion check is a critical hit a 20 plus one for 21 i actually gained a positive die <laughs> god damn it well this has been are... the best wedding ever he's like he like tips up the uh, the whole of the tips of the whole of the bag he's like i'm i'm sorry everyone i i just i just like to see if i can sometimes you know uh, here uh, platinum pieces for everybody Yay! and he's just sort of starts tipping out like more of the bag you're not really sure where he stole those from there may be repercussions later but for now everyone's delighted uh, and sure enough the wedding comes to a close uh your carriage awaits um and uh, Carlos is uh, hops aboard with you, uh, and yeah, in the moonlight, gazes into your eyes once more, uh, and it's like, Gash, I, I didn't think I could love you any more, but after today, I, I, 
can't believe how well that went. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Bloody hell, fuck me. That was crazy. <laughs> Can you believe <laughs> how well that all worked out, mate, when the wizard and the deck and, and all those guys came and tried to kill us? Oh, man. Uh, Whoa. Uh, even, even my aunt and... Uh, Yo, me, Martin, when he died. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you cured her of diseases she didn't even know she had. And, and then, and then my, my aunt and my father made up after... after 12 decades? I mean, uh, this has been incredible. Yeah, gosh. You, you, you gotta laugh, right? I mean, woo-wee. <laughs> <laughs> I, and he just, he just sort of leans over and, and kisses you. Uh, and as uh, uh, you, hence this passionate uh, kiss, I think the, uh, the, the horseman, uh, yeah, like yeah, pulls the out. the camera pulls back, the carriage heads off down the road into the sun. So people are cheering, throwing Absolutely. their confetti. And the wedding was a success. I am so glad that the wonderful tale of Carl's and Guest didn't end in tragedy. I mean, you really I nailed that. I was really worried. Going in with four, only four positive eights, I was a bit worried. But man, oh man, yeah. did it work out all right. Yeah, you rolled You rolled high all wedding Oof. long. Well done, Tom. Tom so what thank did... you so much for being my wedding master. No worries at all. What did you make of Save the D8? I liked it. I, it, it was... Uh, it was very simple, certainly, but I think that was okay. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, it was quite a a, a modest, you know, a goal we set for. I think it was very fun. I think it worked very well. To I think sometimes we've tried to do stuff before, which acts as like narrative. Um, like suggestions to like get the story going and sometimes like it, it feels a bit staggered or forced this was just the right way it was almost like mm. a setting was made for you to then put your own taste on it i think it was a really i've actually learned quite a lot about how to approach game design elements where you want to help advise and impact the story yeah no it's it's a good point i mean i, I think i think this is the this is the trick sometimes, isn't it? It's about balancing these things. It's funny, as, as we sort of do more and more of these episodes, you're right, it is It is interesting learning, sort of starting to see patterns of what works and what yeah, doesn't exactly. for, for doing certain things. And I did like, um, I was sceptical at first, at first I had in mind of doing like a roll-off at the end of the positives and the minuses, but I think this system is mm. a lot better because it does seem silly to leave like whether or not a wedding happened down to like a, a mere possibility of chance i think this made more sense like I, I quite like it narratively in the version of as well of like when in the wedding something goes disastrously yeah wrong. exactly like, exactly and, and actually going back to to d8 night it might even be a better way to well no i'm not sure if it it would because i think i think the thing with d8 night is that it makes sense to have it broken up into those those distinct sections of the of the date because like most people i think the difference is, is most people endure a date till the end no matter how <laughs> yeah. bad it is whereas like a wedding is like one of those super dramatic days where the kind of dramatic tension is in is in like you know the the risk of something going desperately yeah wrong, exactly uh, and being jilted in some way at the in the in the process and i like the idea as well because at first i was thinking ah is this going to be an instance where like there's always to keep because games are good when there's a sense of something going wrong right that's what makes it exciting when something could go wrong and i was worried like yeah. is the stake always that the wedding is off and like the relationship is broken or they die or something i actually like the idea that there's a very slim chance of you know the marriage not happening i.e something by really bad luck something goes wrong early on in like the vows or getting to the venue but instead if something does still go wrong if you're playing say a campaign even or a bigger game of yeah dnd or whatever your rpg that you're playing is a later failure if you failed at the last step it might just be like um might lead to a bigger story event instead which i think was a bit more interesting yeah yeah i really like i really like the idea of this in a, in a broader campaign it's funny as we we're playing i did kind of think about a uh the the wheel or woe podcast um those guys used uh d8 night they um, did thanks for, so much for using that guys yeah no it's fantastic it was, it was very fun to listen to and it, yeah it sort of i think helped sort of inform a little bit of how we would would design it to be a bit more easy and user-friendly um, yeah but the thing with the thing with that is like they've they've sort of got like these these each of their characters has their own romantic interests um these these figures these npcs that they're they're sort of trying to to woo. Uh, to seduce uh yeah and and well one of them has i think several romantic interests <laughs> due to the complexities of the story but the other two have one so um but the the like i quite like the idea of like building up to the wedding day and then having this game as being like a kind of you know like a, it kind of makes sense that like as you're saying like to have the it doesn't necessarily mean the wedding doesn't happen yeah but between your character and the npc it becomes a 
a source of friction that something happened yes or it becomes a it becomes a lasting kind of conflict um you know and it might not even be specifically with that npc that you're getting married to it might be with one of the guests or like some other like exactly yeah which could then affect the larger story as a whole exactly some kind of major blowback on on the sort of issue uh, on the on the whole so some blowback on the wedding day that causes like a yeah some like uh, campaign change or something to happen in the campaign mm. um, as a result. So yeah, and no, I think I think I'd, yeah, I really like the idea. Uh, it could obviously be expanded a bit further. I think we sort of did go with a, a kind of a sort of simple and easy to run initial version, but yeah, no good. Um, and happy Valentine's Day to all of uh, all you lovers out there. Happy Valentine's Day to one and all. Thank you so much again for listening, of course, and thank you as always to the band Call Me Malcolm for letting us use their music and our intro, middle show, outro. Absolutely. And if you have enjoyed what you've heard, then please, please, please do leave us a review on iTunes. It's really, it's really lovely to see them. So Exactly. Thank you so much again, everyone, and we'll be back again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.